Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to another edition of the official Seton Hall University Sports Poll Podcast. My name is Seth Everett. The director of the Seton Hall Sports Poll is Rick Gentile. And Rick, we decided to go a little bit deeper on the poll. The poll was conducted at the same time as our last episode, but there's a little bit more information about the idea that people who are fans of the NFL and why they're looking at less games, they're watching fewer 9% were just watching more, but 55% about the same, 30%, nearly a third, said they were watching fewer games this season. And it goes a little bit deeper than that even. Yeah, we, we, um, when we did the poll, we had included in the questionnaire a question about how closely you follow the NFL. And um, we didn't use those results when we first released it because frankly, because the results were so close, you know, within the margin of error to the general public, general population. Um, And then then in thinking about it, we kind of decided that maybe that's a story. Uh, The fact that, you know, that NFL fans are feel pretty much the same about all of this, whether it's the kneeling or the but primarily for purposes of this discussion, the, the watching. Um, they're watching fewer games and they're watching and those who are watching fewer games are watching for the same reason that the general public was watching fewer games, primarily the the player protest during the anthem. This isn't the poll, but as a television executive, I ask you this, you know, with the decrease in ratings that has existed in the NFL, there is the uh, argument that as the, the numbers decrease, it is at such a slow rate, it would be two generations from now before the NFL would have any real issues as far as viewership. Is yeah, yeah, even with it, right, exactly right. I mean, the decrease total is, is less than 10% for the first four weeks. But um, yes, even with a, a, a decrease of that kind of number or even 10%, it's still so far head and shoulders above every other sport. And frankly, every pretty much every other television show in prime time. So yeah, the I mean, look, it's always a concern for for anybody, you know, whether entertainment or sports or whatever, when one out, virtually one out of three people says they're watching less of your product. Um, to me, though, if you look at last week's ratings, not to not to digress too much, Fox's ratings were up mm-hmm. uh, on Sunday. Fox had better games. Fox had really good, you know, interesting games, big market games. The Giants, you know, I mean, uh, Dallas, I think it's late. Um, you know, the, I still think that as, if the quality of the games, if the matchups start to improve as we get into the season and, this, you know, the, the sort of maneuvering for playoff spots starts to develop, I think the ratings are going to be right where they were. Now, there's been all kinds of talk about cord cutting. And uh, I do have a personal story that I'd love to share with you about cord cutting because I did some investigating about it. 
Um, 91% of NFL fans, again, this is just the people who said yes to the question of, are you an NFL fan? Uh, still watch the games. 91% still on traditional television. 4% said on computer and just 1% cited a mobile device. You would think with the amount of conventions, with the amount of uh, discussions, with the amount of companies that are popping up, you would think that the trend is not that. I, I was surprised by that number. Yeah. I would have guessed 15. Was that yeah, a fair? I, I, I thought, well, I don't know what their number. I, I was also surprised. And, and particularly since, you know, there's been a lot of fuss about the fact that Thursday night games are being streamed and, you know, some of the European Sunday morning games are being streamed sometimes. Um, but yeah, you know, the, the only, the only thing I could, I would say is that, that, um, people who identify themselves as following not just the NFL, but really any league, baseball, basketball, college sports, they tend to skew older. You know, fans tend to say that, tend to be older when they're, when for following a particular sport. Young people don't follow a sport so much as they're involved in fantasy and, and other, you know, they watch highlights, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, so in that sense, if the if the audience is older, obviously it's going to be more traditional viewing. Um, having said that, I'm still yeah, I'm still surprised. There's no real uh, indication that there's a big shift away from television. All right, so I'll digress for just a couple of moments, and I think our audience would agree that this is this is an experiment. It was it was more a sociological experiment. I had a remote control break. I have Directv. And so I called DirecTV and I said, uh, you know, I, I, you, you replace these remotes. And that was the end of that. While I had the person on the phone, I started asking how to decrease the amount of channels that I had. I had some 200 channels. And I said, I watch five of them. I said, is there any way to go less? You know that if you go to a, pl a plan that's under 120 channels, you lose ESPN. Really? I didn't know that. It <laughs> goes one step further. Wow. Again, I don't want to make this a long story. Well, but you know, I, 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 you know that, that gets into a whole other. Yeah, it does. And that, that's why I'm bringing it up. The other one I learned was that by downgrading one, so we went from about 220 channels to about 180 channels. So the bottom line was you could, you could do a plan that was less than the current one we had. So it was a downgrade, but it was like $6. And the only thing that you would lose is CBS Sports Network. <laughs> then there's something called a sports pack, which, you know, I live in the, you know, I live near Seton Hall. So it's, it's New Jersey. The sports pack does not include, yes, MSG, SNY, but does include Fox Sports Ohio. Wow. All right. And probably all the Fox regionals, but it's, I, I, yeah, I don't know how these things get determined anymore. So I said to the woman, I said, with all due respect, when is a la carte coming? Yeah. Because that's to me, that's cord cutting. Like cord cutting only happens when people hear that information and say, that's nonsense. I'm out of here. Right. And I think that as long as these plans exist, people want the ease of it. And I started to like try to figure out, you know, there's literally the sports channels, HGTV for my wife, HBO and Showtime. That's it. Yeah. Well, you know, I, 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 it's, it's amazing to me that, you know, several years ago when, when ESPN, not that they're not 
still getting ridiculously high um, subscriber fees. But several years ago, when their when their fee was going up every year without any conscience, you know, um, there there was an attitude that there is no way that a cable system will ever not offer ESPN. That's inconceivable. Yeah. That that they and now it's really not very inconceivable at all. You know, it's 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 entirely possible, plausible that that people simply say, I'm not interested in getting ESPN and and um you know, forget about the others, the Fox Sports Ones, the SNYs and all that. I mean that right. but you know it's it, it really is becoming a different world. And yet, having said all of that, you look at poll results like this and you say, Well, you know, gee, I, you know, it's it's still so overwhelmingly TV um, centric. Um, well, it, it's funny because you see where it's all headed. You see where you know the, the the technology exists, and you know I thought about you know what what to do about all these different things. And there's there's a way to get HBO without cable. There's a way to get Showtime right. without cable, right. Hulu right. without cable, Netflix without. I mean, there's a lot of things out there, and for sports, it's the only thing. Because, for example, on the MLB app, you are blacked out. And to watch a game on Fox Sports 1 on an iPad, a playoff game, we're we're just in the baseball playoff, you have to log in with your cable provider. Right. You have to to authenticate, they call it. Um, um, And and that's that's a regular thing within, you know, in the industry that um, there's affiliate agreements in each market that that preclude them from really just offering it you know clean uh, on devices but um it, it it is a trend it is going in the in that direction you know towards non-tv viewing but i, I think it's kind of going at a trickle and it's not happening for you know o- older viewers um no. it's it is kid driven um i i had a uh I was sitting on a panel with a bunch of, of, of student athletes in, in a Big East event a few, a few weeks ago, and um, they had just graduated. And we were talking about student, the student athlete experience, et cetera. And somebody asked them what what uh, channels they watch sports on and television. The assumption, of course, being that they in fact watch television. And there were four kids, and each one of them said, "Well, they don't watch television. They never. They don't own a television." And it was, well, is that since you graduated? No, in my dorm, I didn't have a television. Can you even imagine? A dorm not having a television. Yeah, it's just, I know. And, it's and we're not old, folks. Right. And, and if you're listening, uh, you know, I can't speak for Mr. Gentile here, but we're, we're not old. This is, that's a crazy, it's a crazy number. In this world, I'm old. In this Get world off. of of, uh, of technology, I'm old. But it's, yeah. it's. Get off my lawn. You know, the, what, just, just sort of to digress again for a second, the, uh, Somebody asked him what uh, social media he uses. This one of these kids who's a swimmer, uh, the best swimmer in the Big East, and he said um, he uses uh, uh, mostly Instagram a, a lot, Snapchat a lot. And somebody said, "What about Facebook?" And he says, oh, "Yeah, I, I do check. I, I check Facebook, you know, once a day to see what my mom's up to. Yeah, see what so, my mom's up to. Yeah. Yeah, so there you go. Facebook has become the uh, the the older one. All That's right, your, your mom's social media." Speaking of social media, only 18% of Americans believe that ESPN broadcaster Jamel Hill should be fired because of statements she posted on her personal Twitter account, which a White House spokesperson called a, quote, fireable offense. She had called President Trump a white supremacist. 
38% believe reporters working for media companies should be prohibited from using personal social media accounts to make controversial social or political statements. 68% said Ms. Hill should not be fired. As we said, 18 said she should. And there's a sharp divide among Amer- African-American responders and whites. 84% of African-Americans felt she should not be fired. Only 5% said she should. Among whites, 65% for not firing her, 22 for firing her. Yeah, that, 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 that doesn't surprise me, but it, it kind of, it, to me, it's a little bit um, uh, uh, of a feel-good kind of result. You know, I, it, she didn't tweet the, her statement on ESPN's account that was on her own. She wasn't hired necessarily as a, she was hired because of her, um, her social uh, uh, beliefs, you know, her, she, she uh, as more of a journalist than a sportscaster. Um, and, and here she went out and said, here's what I think. And, you know, and obviously the White House had a strong reaction. Um, I, I, I'm not surprised by these numbers. I'm not, obviously not. I think the, the difference between African-Americans and whites is not a surprise. Um, you know, it, it is an interesting question as to whether a, a, a public figure, which obviously she is, she's an on-air personality, should be able to use their own um, platform, social media platform. Um, she, nobody would know who Jamel Hill is if she wasn't on the air on ESPN. So, so she's, in, in essence, using, using her fame, her platform on ESPN to, to get some attention. Um, so it, it is it is a dicey little question. Uh, most people, well, not most people, 38% thought that uh, reporters working for media companies should be prohibited from using personal social media accounts. That's not to say they should be fired. They should be told, don't do it. And I kind of, as a, as a former executive producer, I got to say, I believe I'm, I'm with them. I, you know, when I was doing, when I was in charge of production at CBS, there was no social media. Um, but I certainly discouraged people from conducting interviews where they're spouting their own political views. And the theory is, or my position was, you wouldn't be getting interviewed if you weren't a CBS Sports um, personality. And so in essence, you're using CBS Sports to, to take this stand. So, it, it, you know, it, it is kind of a fine line. Well, to me, it's it's just there is a social media policy, and you know, if 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 you don't follow follow your your own policy, then you you didn't do anything. You know, there's other factors here that didn't make it into the poll. Uh, Linda Cohn was suspended for criticizing ESPN. She didn't call anybody. Yeah, for quite, well, crit- specifically criticizing her bosses. Yeah, for right, for making cr- bad business decisions on her Twitter account. Yeah, on, which is know, a little. Which is a little weirder even than this. Agreed. I, I, you know, my whole whole stance on these things is uh, there is supposed to be a social media policy whenever you sign a contract. Yeah, there should be. And I I don't know that I can't honestly say I know what ESPN social media policy is. Or, or or was if it's well, changing. But that's the thing. <laughs> it, it just it seems like it was changing. I mean, yeah, you know, this yeah. this stems from um, when Sergio Dip uh, was ostracized on te- on on social media 
when he had the problems on Monday Night Football as a sideline reporter. Right. Uh, this has to do with the Robert Lee uh, situation where the guy was taken off of a Virginia yeah. football game because his name resembled Robert E. Lee. Which is really uh, silly. Uh, uh, I don't make this stuff up, folks. I know, right, right. This is, uh, and this my, is you know, and then, of course, it's all capped off with the uh, fantasy football auction that looked like a slave auction. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, these are all things that ESPN had 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 ha- happened to it. And, and, you know, you talk about cord cutting and you talk about the, the, the ideas. You know, Kurt Schilling was fired for things he had said on his personal Twitter account. It just yeah. seems like there's inconsistency. There is. I'm not, and I'm not advocating her firing. I, 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 I don't know. You know what I, I think? I wouldn't it is. be able to pick Jamel Hill out of a lineup. I don't. I, I don't even know. Nor what would I? Nor would I. I think what I think it it comes down to, um, you know, it's it's obviously an incident by incident decision, or it's at least it appears to be that it doesn't seem to be an overall policy, and of course there probably should be. Um, and, and I think it comes down to, gee, how offensive or, or what percentage of the population was offended by that remark? You know, if, I don't know what, I don't know what the threshold is, but that really does seem to be the thing. It's like, well, that remark was offensive. Therefore we're going to suspend you. That remark was mildly offensive, but not really too bad. You know, there should be a thing that whether it's don't use your social media account to criticize your employee, your employer. Or don't use your your uh, your Twitter account, your social media account, to you know, make political statements. I, I don't I don't know where you draw the line. And if you don't draw the line, then nothing's a fireable offense, right? If you if you don't have rules, then you can't fire the person. If right. no, no matter really kind of no matter what he says, unless right. he says something that breaks the law. Um, it's it's like you know steroids pre whatever two thousand three. Shame on you for taking steroids, but we don't have a rule against it. So, you know, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> right. My my stance I used to have was if you were related to me or a friend of mine, I'm very sad to hear it. But if I never came across you, right. well, that's, you a good steroids, policy. <laughs> that's your problem. Yeah, right. Sorry right. to hear that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, speaking of baseball, as we uh, kind of transition here, um, the poll also with those segues isn't that something i'm telling you it's that's why this podcast is award-winning yeah Um, (laughs) they found that by a 49 to 31 margin americans believe that baseball stadiums should extend netting down foul lines to protect fans from foul balls and wayward backs Uh, the remaining 20 percent either didn't know or had no opinion uh, when broken down by age, though, a different view appears. 18 to 29-year-old respondents reached the opposite conclusion, opposing the extension of protective netting by a 39 to 33% margin. This is on the heels of that young lady um, uh, that was injured uh, at Yankee Stadium, where a young uh, girl got uh, got hurt. She's okay, from what I understand, and uh, it was a very scary situation. It could have been much, much worse. Um, but you know, the netting I've been in, you know, 25 of the current ballparks, I've seen, you know, more netting than others in certain places. I don't see it as an issue and I don't even notice it when you're watching the game. I, I, yeah, you can't tell, you can't, can't really tell it. They do a really, really nice job. And, um, I I just don't understand what the opposition would be. I I don't either. I was very surprised at, at like one in three people saying that they don't want it. Um, you know, it, it's it always amazes me. I mean, I've watched how many millions of baseball games live or on television, um, and 
there's so many foul balls that go into the stands. I'm always amazed that more people aren't injured. You know, so I'm a big advocate. The amazing thing about this question is the age breakdown. 39% between 18 and 29 opposed the netting. 49% between 30 and 49. That's an increase of 10. Uh, 52% between 45 and 59. And 50, 56% over 60. As people get older, they're more concerned, I guess, um, you know, about the risk of injury. Well, the interesting part about it is um, there is the argument not for this young young lady, and uh, I want to be clear that I'm not talking about the the, the young girl uh, in any way, but that you know people aren't watching the game as intently; they're looking at uh, devices. Um, yeah, or they're eating a hot dog, or they're whatever. I mean, if no, no, was... no. But the devices, you know, eating a hot dog is one thing, but you're not eating a hot dog for hours upon hours. You're checking your fantasy team at, uh, upon hours upon oh, hours. Those who never look up, yeah, right. And 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 it's something that is a trend, and and that that I understand. I mean, there have been other incidents where adults have gotten injured. I believe there was one in either Milwaukee or Boston where someone got injured, and they were literally looking at their phone at the time. And again, you don't wish any harm on anybody, but I, you have to pay attention. And, you know, they, they, it says it on the back of the ticket stub, which right. I don't even know if it says it on the e-ticket. But the fact of the matter is, is that uh, foul balls can be something that's, that's very serious. There's netting now in, in hockey because of a, a tragic situation that happened in Columbus, Ohio. And I don't I have not heard one person, not a not a focus group. I'm talking about a person. I have not heard one person call a radio station, say something on social media and says, man, I don't go to hockey games anymore because they have that godforsaken net. Yeah. No, you're right. I, I mean, I, I, you know, maybe we're in too, too much of the older uh, age bracket here, but um, it, it really is so minimally, in, um, it, it so minimally interferes with, with the, the viewing experience. You know what we now have to put on a ticket, don't text and spectate, you know, <laughs> Well, but, 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 uh, you know, and, and I'm guilty as anybody because I'm addicted to my phone. You know what I mean? I'm on social media all the time. I have a Twitter following. I'm always on Twitter and I am guilty of it, but not when I'm sitting in the third row of a baseball stadium. Yeah. And there's a right handed hitter up or whatever. You know what I mean? There's, there's a time and a place. There's a, a yeah. time and a place where it's it, not. It, yeah. Not it, I, I just, it, I found that, I mean, you know, credit for the Yankees for quickly announcing that they're expanding their, their netting. And everybody was shocked by that incident at the stadium, including the players. Yeah. yeah. And the players are, are in favor of this, that nobody wants to be in that situation where you're you're lining a ball into the seats and you know at, at what 110 forbid, miles an yeah, hour god forbid you you kill somebody yeah you, i mean you, oh my god so i you know it's to me this is a little bit weird that 31 percent think it's in any way a negative it just doesn't make sense to me yeah i would have expected like 90 to 10 all right uh normally i uh, abhor predictions but as we wrap things up here on the seton hall sports poll podcast the next time i believe we do an episode the World Series will have ended. Right. Who will well, be? The... It might be going on October twenty fifth. I think is the last. Day. Oh, okay. It'll be so the World Series. So but the next time we do a podcast, the the, the World Series will be either in Game Five or Game right. Six. That's Who right. will be the participants? Uh, well, that's a great question, um, and we won't will not poll about that. But <laughs> I believe the Cleveland Indians will will escape the American League um, okay. and get into the series. I think they're the best team, you know, for what that whatever that's worth. 
Um, and I don't know in the National League. I really don't know. I, you know, I, I, I'm tired of saying the Nationals every year and having them disappoint me. So, you know, maybe saying, I'll pick, the, I'll pick the, the wild card and say Arizona. I'm saying Nationals. Okay. I mean, I, look, I, I'll, I'll, with, I'll be with you on, on Cleveland, although Houston is no slouch. No, Houston, Houston is very good. And look, and the Cubs are very good, you know, when, they, when they're playing at, the, at their highest Cubs, level, which they're Cubs close Cubs Nationals is by a million the most compelling of the it's four. It's very teams. interesting. I think, really, I think any one of those four National League teams could, could get into the series. But um, I, I just, I don't know. I think, I think the Arizona D-backs will, might, might surprise people. And then, well, I, I I would be shocked. I I could see them beating the Dodgers, but I I, yeah. I think the Nationals. Well, I think they I, will beat the Dodgers, and then the question is that other series. And you're right that the, the, um that's that's a great series. And a great series would be Houston against Cleveland. Uh, I would be interested to see what the ratings are. Well, yeah, um, you know the the television world, of course, is rooting for Dodgers Yankees, but um. We'll see, or Cubs, or get the Cubs back in there against against the uh, the Yanks. That would be something special that as a be. TV event. Uh, but we'll see. I don't know. I never. I'm really bad at predicting. I I was dumb enough to predict that the Giants would win the series in 2010, 12, and 14. So I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> the Seton Hall Sports Bowl is presented by the Stillman School of Business, the Sharkey Institute at Seton Hall University. The director of the Seton Hall Sports Bowl is Rick Gentile, and it can be found on the Seton Hall official website. Uh, this podcast can be found on iTunes. You can leave a rating or a review. And uh, any complaints, just file to Mr. Gentile. Exactly. For, for Rick Gentile, I'm Seth Everett. This is the Seton Hall Sports Bowl Podcast. Thanks for listening. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.